Namaste and welcome to Vedanta the River of Wisdom podcast. A podcast that brings to you the ancient flowing tradition of wisdom that reveals you up your being having a human experience. I am Swamini B, a Vedanta teacher and a Hindu monk and your guide by the side. Let us flow you and I on the banks of the river of wisdom the bhagavatam is a body of knowledge with stories about the many manifestations and glories of bhagavan narayana or vishnu one such story is about a 5 year old child called dhruva he is the elder son of king uttamapada from his first wife he has a step brother who is the son of the other wife one evening the family is in the garden and the boys are playing dhruva wanted to sit on his father's lap he starts climbing onto the king's lap when the second wife stops him she tells dhruva that he has no right to sit on the king's lap why because he's not her son she shouts at dhruva and drags him away when dhruva pleads with her and starts crying she tells him that if he really wants to sit on his father's lap then he needs to pray pray that he be born as her son extremely hurt and upset Dhruva runs to his mother and tells her about what just happened. The elder queen was a gentle person who did not want to fill the child's ears with poison for his stepmother. She asked the child to focus on the solution suggested. She tells him that yes, she understands. He has been hurt deeply and Surely he will get an opportunity to sit on his father's lap. Prayer is important and perhaps he can try to find an answer through prayer. Little Dhruva has been deeply affected by the incident and is willing to do anything now. He walks away from the palace and goes to a forest. There he meets a celestial being called Narada who freely travels between all the worlds Narada sees that Dhruva is very upset and asks him what the matter is Dhruva tells him that he has been denied his father's lap and has been told by his mother to pray for a solution he asks Narada to help him Narada gives the child a mantra and tells him that if he continuously chants the mantra then Bhagwan Narayana will help him He further instructs Dhruva to go to the banks of the river Narmada and do the japa there while visualizing Narayana relaxing on the many-headed serpent Ananta Pooja Swami Dhananji would refer to Ananta as the original 
coiled mattress in a light-hearted manner. Showing Bhagwan as lying down is to indicate how effortless it is for him to maintain the entire creation that has indeed come from him. The mantra given by Narada was Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya My Namaskara to the one in whom everything and everyone resides. In other words, we are always in the lap of Bhagavan Narayana. Every mantra is a prayer and invocation of Bhagavan through a sacred sound. So Dhruva starts his japa of the mantra in the forest. Five months pass. Initially, he eats roots and fruits, later surviving on water and eventually just air. What started off as a quest to gain his father's love turns into an all-consuming sadhana that Dhruva enjoys thoroughly. The other devatas see his intense tapasya and are hassled by the power of the japa as well as the willpower of this little boy doing the japa of the mantra. They run to Bhagavan Narayana and request him to please go and take care of this devotee who is determined to meet him. Bhagavan Narayana also sees Dhruva's tapas and decides it's time to meet him. When Narayana appears before Dhruva, initially the boy is so focused on his visualization and reveling in the japa that he does not open his eyes. Bhagavan Narayana then removes the visual from Dhruva's mind's eye. This shakes Dhruva out of his reverie and he opens his eyes. He is stunned to see Bhagavan standing in front of him exactly as he had visualized in his mind. His prayers had been answered. Dhruva is unable to speak, so he just stands in silence, looking at Bhagavan. Then, Bhagavan Narayana touches Dhruva on his cheek with his conch. This is symbolic of giving him the knowledge of the Vedas. And Dhruva starts singing the glories of Narayana. There are eight verses of beautiful praise called Dhruva Stuti, where he talks about his discovery of Bhagwan as everything that he sees around him. This little boy, all of five years, has now understood Bhagwan Narayana himself. Bhagwan Narayana then tells Dhruva that he will not only gain the position he wanted on his father's lap, but he will also be king. And when he chooses the end of this earthly life, he will be the pole star in the night sky. The pole star which is steadfast and around whom the sun and its solar system, the Saptarishis included, all revolve. Revolving around an entity is a mark of respect and very significant in our culture. It is called Pradakshina and commonly practiced in temples around the deity. Symbolic, 
of the wish of the devotee to know Bhagavan in all his glory. The deity represents Bhagavan and the devotees not only see the front facet which is decorated but walk around to express the desire to know Bhagavan from every angle and feel close to him. Thus, Dhruva, who left the palace as a small child, waiting to gain his father's love, starts back with the maturity and love gained from his tapas and the blessing of being granted darshanam of the Lord. Meanwhile, Narada has visited King Uttamapada, who now regrets his actions and sees clearly that it was so wrong to be caught up in the obsession of his second wife that he was unable to speak up for his child at the right time. Narada listens to the king and sees him repentant for his actions. He assures the king that his son is well and will return shortly. Dhruva indeed returns. He enjoys his father's love and continues to live a full life. At the end of 30,000 years of his rule, he leaves his earthly body and takes his place among the stars in the sky. Young Dhruva started off wanting to gain his father's love. He started from a position of being unloved. Through his Shraddha and discipline, which gained him the blessing of Bhagwan Narayana himself, he realized that his sense of isolation and disconnection was a result of not knowing Bhagavan. It is likely that we too have had moments where we felt abandoned, uncared for or neglected. It is likely that some of us have been abused by adult caretakers who were really supposed to protect us. We need to heal. We cannot allow an event to define us. We cannot allow ourselves to be held hostage by the frozen image of what happened to us then. It was bad enough that what happened happened. We do not need to perpetuate our suffering with repeating and rehearsing unconsciously that we are unworthy. We may have managed to do okay in life by pushing aside the trauma and forging ahead, but the abandoned, hurt child that is frozen needs to heal. So, you decide to talk to Bhagavan in the form of your Ishtadevata or Devi and ask, Do you love me? Bhagavan says, Of course, sweetheart. The abandoned part says, I don't believe you. How can I trust you when you were not there for me? Bhagavan says, I'm so sorry that you had to go through such a difficult time. Support was not available in the way that you wanted it. Yes, you say, it was all your fault as the tears well up in your eyes. 
Bhagwan says, Come, let me hold you. Initially, your body is contracted and feels tensed. But slowly, you begin to relax. Bhagwan continues to say, I love you. You must know that you are lovable and completely acceptable. You protest. If you really loved me, you just would not have allowed me to go through that horrible, horrible time. I just cannot forgive you for not being there. Bhagavan just holds you in a loving embrace, offers no advice, no teaching. As waves of love emanate from Bhagavan, you feel loved, you feel accepted, you feel worthy. Your heart softens. You look up and ask, How do I know that you really love me? Bhagavan says, The air in your lungs, the heat that keeps your body warm, the water and food that nourish you, the space within which you travel are all given by me. The truth is that you are always in my lap. At every moment of every day, I look after you. I pervade all the processes that keep your body and mind functioning along with zillion other life forms. I am present in all the laws and principles that uphold every karma you do. You and me make a great team. Your karma and my laws co-create this world. Bhagwan continues, You don't have to prove yourself worthy to me. My love for you is truly unconditional. It does not depend on your gender, your status, your finances, your looks or your accomplishments. My love for you does not depend on whether you reject me or insult me or humiliate me or even ignore me. I am always there for you and yet I am not hurt by how you try to push me away. All your emotions, good, bad and ugly, are pervaded by me. I am the only one who has been there with you for lifetimes. If this is not love, what is? You say, okay, but what do I do when you are not around? Bhagwan says, I am always around. But if you are not able to sense my presence, know one thing. Your voice is my voice. Allow love to flow through your heart and into your voice and actions. Remember how lovingly I speak to you or how other loving people in your life speak with you. Do not resist it. People may not always express their affection in the way that we want. Some people express their love through loving words of appreciation, some through physical touch, some through caring actions, some through spending quality time 
or some people just express their love for you with their presence. Do not reject other people's affection and warmth for you. Okay? I had said this in the Gita. Mamai vamsho jiva loke jiva bhuta sanatanaha In the world of living beings, a part of me alone exists as the jiva which is eternal. I exist as you. Allow that to sink into your heart. You are sacred. I accept you completely. Then why would you reject any part of you? Allow my love to heal you. Allow the love of others to heal you. Allow all parts of you to be embraced. I am just a thought away. Remember, your voice is my voice. Om Shanti 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 You matter. Your life matters. What you do with your life matters. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful and offering insight, I do hope you will consider sharing this with your friends, family or on social media. Would you like to receive an email every month that will bring to you more wisdom, more happiness and more freedom? If the answer is yes, then our monthly newsletter Arshavidya Bharati is for you. It has articles on living our traditions, links to podcast episodes, articles and videos published elsewhere in the month, reflections about how Vedanta is changing the life of students, announcements about events and courses, profound Sanskrit sayings and much, much more. And it's not too long. Do consider checking out this month's issue and also subscribe. The links are in the description of this episode. The transcript of this podcast is available on discoveratma.com forward slash category forward slash podcast. I would love to hear from you. If you have a request or a reflection, please write to me at swaminiji at discoveratma.com. That's S-W-A-M-I-N-I-J-I at discoveratma.com. As always, thank you for listening and we meet next week.